Hello, welcome to the very first episode of Wakina for Your Thoughts. I am your host, Lamont Wakina. Um, for my white listeners, my very ethnic name is Lungol, spelled L-U-N-G-O-L. And from now onwards, everyone I meet will be sent a link to this podcast episode so that they don't keep fucking up my name. Thank you. Okay, before we begin, I would just like to do an acknowledgement of country. Um, I would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being filmed, recorded, and produced on the land of the Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I would also like to extend my respects to elders past, present, and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, and that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So, um, before we begin, just maybe like a quick trigger warning. Like, this is going to be general. I'm going to put it in front of all of my episodes. But, you know, I'm a messy human. So, with that being said, there's going to be a lot of swearing. I'm sorry, just kidding, I'm lying, I'm not sorry. I swear a lot, that's just who I am as a person. Unless you're my mom, then I don't swear at all. Ah, next up, I'm an adult, I am over 18 years of age. Maybe, Mom, dear God, please turn this podcast off now. Yes, thank you. Yep, done, done. Yeah, that means, you know, maybe sex will be something I discuss. If you're not cool with that, feel free to click out. Also, this is probably the biggest one. I have a lot of mental health issues and physical health issues. I just have a lot of issues, like health issues in general. Yeah... Daddy issues? No, we don't need to bring that up. But a lot of health issues. With that being said, I like talking about them a lot. And one of the ways I deal with it is through comedy. So I tend to joke about stuff a lot. That tends to make people uncomfortable. So the biggest one is um, death and suicide. If you're not too keen on me talking about this, feel free to just click out, you know, You know, don't need to listen to this. I mean, you're missing out on great shit. But, like, honestly, if that stuff doesn't sit well with you or if you're uncomfortable with just, you know, offhand comments about wanting to die or just, like, depression or what else do I have? Just, like, anxiety, OCD, all that fun stuff. All of that stuff. So if you're not too keen on stuff like that, then feel free to just click out. Um... Yeah, so I think that covers about everything. Welcome, hello, this is episode one of Burkina for Your Thoughts. Let's just get right into it. Let's let's get started. Um, oh, speaking of <laughs> mental health issues, I have ADHD. So, because of that, I made a list so that I don't get distracted and I cover everything I need to cover. So... Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, look at me checking things off a list. We stand. We love an icon, if you will. Okay, so what is Wakina for your thoughts? Well, it is a podcast that you can listen to or watch. That's right. This is a multi-platform podcast. If you just want me in your ears while you're cleaning driving, walking, commuting, that's all good. Hit me up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you would like to just witness this gorgeous, gorgeous snack of a human 
feast your eyes on me as I talk. Well, you're in luck. You can watch this podcast happen on YouTube. That's right, YouTube. So, this is a podcast, if you haven't already figured it out by now. And I'm basically going to be talking about things. It's very loose, like me. No, no. Sorry, backtrack. It's very, very casual. Um, super non-structured. This will just be me talking shit for maybe an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, if you're lucky. But yeah, this is, um, yeah, it's nothing too, you know, high production. After all, I am sitting in my house, on my couch, in front of a camera at... 2.08 a.m. in the morning, and it is Tuesday the 17th of March. So, yeah, that's happening. So, honestly, come as you are. That's how I've done it. Um, What was I talking about again? Oh, yes, what is this podcast? Yes, like I said, me talking shit, talking about whatever I want. Whoever I want. Maybe I'll interview guests. No, they'll have to be friends. I don't want to let random people into my house. It's so messy. It's so messy. If you could, if I turn this camera around, you would all be traumatized. But I won't because, one, if my mother is still watching this, which I told you not to do, but I know Scorpios don't listen when you tell them to do things. So, Mom, if you see this, you're going to be very... You'll have many things to say. Um, Just kidding, my mom's lovely. But, like, I don't want her to worry because she knows that messes stress me out. And if she sees how messy this is, she'll be like, oh, my God, my son, this must be so hard for you. And I'm like, it is, but I don't want you to stress. Like, I'm already stressing like that. Anyway, sorry. What? Yes. This will... What was I? Okay. From the top, what is Wakina for your thoughts? Wakina, in the name... Just like my own name. Yes, I did name my podcast after myself. Yes, this might be a bit narcissistic. Anyway, um, we're keen for your thoughts. The name itself is actually a pun. I think it's brilliant. Am I going to explain it to you? No. If you don't get it, then that's like, that's too fucking bad, dude. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, basically super casual. I'll just be talking shit. Just going to be, you know... A fun time. It's going to be a fun time. 100% guarantee. 98. 69. 69% guarantee. This is going to be a good time. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, first thing I wanted to talk about was how long this took to finally happen. The road here, my dudes, my friends, um, so difficult. Like, nothing like, you know, like massive happened, but, like, it took a bit to get here, because if you're my friend, um, that I've talked to this about, one, thank you so much for tuning in, um, I, I really appreciate it, um, you know that I've been talking about starting podcasts for years, for literal years, since I was a teenager, Mm, yeah, like, it's been so long, oh my god, that'll make it three years soon, (gasps) oh, that's so troubling, anyway, Um, Before I get too distracted, yes, I've been wanting to do podcasts for so long. 
But the thing was, all the podcasts I wanted to do were very elaborate and just required high production value. And I couldn't do it alone. If I didn't want it to be shit, I needed help from people. I needed help researching. I needed help just with graphics. I just needed help with a whole bunch of stuff. And you know, I've never really done a podcast before, so that was all just so overwhelming for me to take in. So overwhelming, and like just the task of getting started was. So overwhelming. So I was like, "Oh my god, maybe I won't start." Even though I spent like five hundred dollars on recording equipment two years ago, it's been that long. I only opened it up last night, and and when I finally get around to recording a podcast, my entire audio is just corrupted. Why, you ask? Well, because. Turns out my Zoom, which I wanted to be recording this on, only takes up to 32 gigs in the SD cards I use. I recorded on a SD card that was 64 gigs. It was tragic. I lost almost two hours worth of footage. Oh, but aren't you filming this? Yes, I am. But my camera crashed. Two thirds of the way in, so I was only relying on audio to finish the podcast. Tragic, I know the tragedy of the fucking century. That's what I'm telling you. Anyway, we're finally here, and I'm finally recording.、Um, I'm filming it, but I'm also getting audio on a mic that I got from Wish.com. You heard that right, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between. I am recording on a microphone I got off Wish.com. Yes, I went through a phase where I ordered a lot of things from there. We don't have to talk about it. Never bring it up again. Thank you very much. Moving on.、Um, so, why are you listening to me being messy as opposed to some really amazing high production podcast? You ask. Well. I didn't want it to be shared, like I mentioned, so I didn't start. But then I saw a meme online, or was it a Tumblr post or a tweet? I don't fucking know. Probably a Tumblr, Tumblr post, and it was just like, "Hey, my dude, your first drawing's gonna be shared. Your first song's gonna be shared. Your first short story's gonna be shared. Your first poem's gonna be shared. So, and your first podcast is gonna be shared. Just deal with it." So, with that being said. Fucking get started, so you can get good at it, and you can eventually just be amazing at it. So here I am. Am I saying this is going to be a shit podcast? No, not at all. Right now, I personally think it's going well. It's going amazing, but you know, I was just so paralyzed with the fear of not being perfect that I didn't even start. So. I decided to start with something that wouldn't need as much production, wouldn't need as much research, and would still help me get familiar with the entire, like, art form, the craft, the skills, as well as being familiar with all the platforms. So that's how we ended up here with this podcast. We're keen for your thoughts. I. Oh, if if you think this is gonna be shit, I I sincerely hope it won't be.
Um, I would love to guarantee that it isn't, and I probably will, knowing me. But, like, honestly, I'm having a good time, and I just hope that you're having a good time. And honestly, you know, if I die, which will, you know, let's face it, it almost happened three months ago. Wow, yeah, I know. Wow, it almost happened. But if it does happen, look on the bright side. You will have so much media to remember me by. Not only is my Instagram content so iconic, you know, the stories disappear after 24 hours. The posts stay there forever, but you can only see them and read the legendary captions I put under it. But with a podcast, oh my god, I'm here forever. And you can listen to my voice and you can watch me speak. And it's like I never even left, you know? Like, I know this got dark, but like, you know, if I'm dead, minus all the creepy elements, like, it's like I never left, am I right? Okay, let's move on before that makes all of you sad. Um, so yeah, um, perfectionism stopped me from getting a lot of this started. But because maybe five people will listen to this, I would like all five of you to let me know what you think of this. Because, you know, I am currently self-isolating. I am terrified of getting corona, coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, so... I will have nothing better to do than uni work, which, let's face it, only takes about a couple of afternoons a week. That's a lie, like one afternoon. It takes like one and a half afternoons. I finished my major project, like I'm literally all good. Anyway, like I'll have nothing better to do than to read your comments. So like, let me know, like... Does this suck? It's like, are you having fun? You're having fun, right? Like, I'm having fun. Like, we're having fun, right? We're having fun? Okay, this is starting to sound desperate. Let's move on. Okay, what are we going to talk about? Let's talk about perfectionism, because that's come up a bunch of times. Yeah, perfectionism is an illusion. Don't buy into that shit. I have been so incredibly fucked up by perfectionism. And, you know, we don't need to go into my childhood trauma. We probably never will. Because we all know I'll be holding on to that juicy, juicy shit for my autobiography and the Netflix original series I'm going to make based on said autobiography when I'm rich and famous. So I can harvest all of the rewards from that. Okay? Oh my god, I'm gonna cough. This is gonna be a bitch to edit. Three, two, one. <coughs> no, I don't have coronavirus. I'm just in a very insulated room because I opened my windows to let the wind in, but I closed the door because I didn't want the wind to fuck up my audio. So I'm literally suffering for you to have an amazing experience. But, you know, I'm not a water sign, so I'm not going to hold that against you. Anyway, um, yeah, like, perfectionism's like... Yeah, it's so fucked. And, like, I was conditioned to strive for it since I was a little kid. Because I was one of those, like, quote-unquote, like, gifted kids. Like, I was never put in an official, like, gifted program because all the schools I went to were so tiny. But, like, like, I was always just 
Like I always just excelled at school. I was I always did really well. I always got really good grades. And then after a while it just became an expectation that I perform consistently at you know, within the top ten percentile. Like it, it like that is just my reality for a while. And no, it's not a flex. Sure, I was smart in school, but I'm a fucking idiot now. Like, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. Even now, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing about corona. I don't, like, I don't know, like, do I have COVID-19? No, I don't. I googled symptoms because I was so terrified. But, like, I don't know anything. I was a smart kid, but that doesn't mean shit. Anyway, so... Like, I, you know, everyone got used to perfection from me. I got used to perfection. And then, when I made it into the real world, not when uni started, by the way, when I graduated high school, and then I just, like, my health just, like, I don't know, it is kind of like the dark ages for my body. I almost died a bunch. It is, like, kind of depressing. Got diagnosed with a fuck ton of things. It is, yeah, like I said, very depressing. But, like, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, after that, I was literally changed forever. You know, this isn't depressing. Don't feel sad for me, guys. It was, like I said, it's going to be juicy, juicy, juicy in my autobiography. But, like, after that, like, my brain literally changed. Like, I couldn't function the same way I could. So, like, because I'd gotten so sick and, like, I been, for lack of a better word, broken. Oh my god, the Tumblr 14-year-old just jumped out. Anyway, because I've been, like, broken in such a specific way, and, like, I couldn't quite recover and reach the same, like, normal slash equilibrium I'd gotten used to beforehand. Like, it just became, like, super difficult because everyone expected perfection from me. And I expected perfection from me. But then, like, I couldn't really do it anymore. Not that I was perfect before, but, like, like when you're in school, like, high school, middle school, whatever, you're in a very, like, controlled, insulated vacuum. Nothing outside of that, if you have enough privilege, which I had quite a bit of, like, would influence what's happening there. So in this really controlled space, I excelled a lot. I did really well. I, you know, I was the best. I was the best at so many things. Rah, rah, rah. But then, like, when I got into the real world, um, you know, when I got sick, and then afterwards, like, I wasn't the same person before, but I also wasn't in the same insulated space anymore. I was out in the real world where I realized that, you know, people get sick and they can't recover to be who they were before they got sick. And, you know, it turned out that, you know, I just, like, I just wasn't the same and I couldn't do the same things. But then again, the things that I excelled at weren't required of me anymore. Like, I was an adult. I didn't have to, like, memorize three fucking textbooks of history anymore. Like, I didn't need to fucking read 10,000 novels to write essays on. Like, it is a different world. But, like, the same pressure to be perfect lingered. So, like, 
like because I was so sick, I couldn't start un like uni straight after high school. I needed to take a semester off to recover. I also couldn't start uni because I was technically underage when I graduated, and moving overseas as an international student to Australia was just a fucking nightmare. As a minor, so I just like stayed home until I turned eighteen, so shit would be easier. But anyway, I took like six months off, and then like I was so far from perfect, and that like fucked me up. Like I couldn't like stuff like showering was really hard for me. Stuff like cooking was just impossible, so I wasn't able to cook anymore. Like I needed to rely on other people to feed me. Like, so many basic things were just, like, really difficult for me to do. And then it just, you know, and then I think I was just trying so hard, desperately, to be like I was before I got sick without acknowledging. Well, I'm talking about being sick a lot. This is depressing. Anyway, back to perfectionism. So, yeah, I struggled with, like, wanting to be perfect, but I wasn't able to anyway. And, you know... Fast forward a couple of years, I was at uni, and like I said, I was used to excelling at uni. I mean, at academic shit. I got amazing grades. I got into amazing unis. I got a, I got a really good ATAR, even though I didn't need to. I worked too hard. If I could time travel, I'd be like, bitch, calm down. Maybe, like, fucking have a bit more fun. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So, like... When I was at uni, I was like, oh, no, I'm not the same anymore. I can't, you know, I'm not hitting, like, you know, like, 90% anymore. This is ridiculous. So, like, I couldn't be perfect anymore, and that fucked me up. And, like, because of that, that just started off this huge trend of me not being able to perform well academically. And then I just failed a bunch, and then... That was, like, fucked up, and then I kept failing, and I was like, oh, my God, and I kept failing, and, like, oh, my God, and last year I got suspended. Christ, because my grades were so bad. But, like, luckily, actually, this isn't lucky, but, like, I failed a lot because my health was so shit, so, like, they were like, oh, you're not suspended anymore, like, you ended up in the ER, so we're gonna let you not be suspended, and I was like, fuck yeah, thank you large corporation for showing the barest amount of human compassion. Anyway, so, yeah, so now, at my big age of 21, I'm almost 22, by the way, 22 in 11 days, as of recording. But at my big age of 21, I was just, you know, like, like, I had to learn that getting 40% done was better than getting 0% done, you know? I was in the mindset of, like, oh, I it's all or nothing. I either finish it and be perfect at it, or I don't finish it at all. And, like, you know, that made sense in my fucked-up brain. But turns out, when nothing at all does manifest as an actual grade, and, boy, that grade is zero, and zero is a fail, bitch... Anyway, so I learned that perfection is essentially a lie. Nobody's perfect. Well, like, I'm perfect. Everyone, well, okay. No, we're not going to get into that. I'm not perfect. Well, okay. Mm. So, perfectionism, perfectionism, stop it. I know it's hard, 
But like, you know, it's bullshit. It's an illusion. Nothing's perfect. You know? I'm not gonna pull some bullshit John Green line like, oh my god, imperfections are where we find beauty. Like, whatever. But, like, perfectionism's a scam. Like, what the fuck? We shouldn't buy into that. Like, I'm too hot to buy into that, you know? God. So, yeah, don't buy into it. It's, perfectionism's a scam. Like I said, it's all fucked up. There's no need to be perfect. I honestly don't know if this made any sense to you, but the takeaway is, you know, just do your best. You don't have to be the best. Just do your best. Like, you know, one thing I had to learn was, like, not everything's a competition. Like, for so long, for nearly two decades, fuck, I'm old. For nearly two decades... I was just like, I need to be the best. I need to be the best. And, like, I tore myself apart just, like, trying to, quote-unquote, be the best. But, like, what does that even mean, you know? It's like, by being the best, I, like, you know, it just meant nothing. Like, when you think about it, it doesn't mean anything. Like, like, say, like, I was the, you know, like, I got a trophy for, like, in my high school, like, for performing arts shit. Am I the best performing artist? Fuck no. I haven't performed in ages. That's a lie. I performed last month. But still, I haven't performed in ages. I'm not the best in the world, in the planet. But, like, on the planet. Anyway... What am I saying? What's the takeaway? Yeah, just do your best. Like, that's all that matters. And if your best is a 37% on a test, then fuck yeah, I'm proud of you. Own that 37%, you know? Like, like, this world is just so fucked up, dude. Like, so much bad shit's happening. So much bad shit's already happened. And we just need to do our best. Like, that's all we can do. But that we should still do it anyway. We should do our best to be the, you know, the best friends we can be to the people we care about. The best siblings we can be. The best kids we can be. The best parents we can be. You know, it's not about getting a medal. It's about, you know, making sure that you are doing the you know, doing the absolute best you can. You know, this got really preachy. Ew. But yeah, like, you know, I think, like, this, I think this is important to talk about because it's super pertinent to, like, the podcast you're actually listening to. Because even now, this is, what, the fifth take I've tried recording this podcast like four times, and the fifth time, you know, I, you know, we're here, we're here on part, you know, on the fifth take, but it's because, you know, none, all the other takes lasted what, like twenty seconds. The longest one was like what six minutes, but look at this, the fifth take, bitch, we're almost at twenty-eight minutes. Fuck yeah. You know, sometimes you just need to, like, dive in and do your best. 
so yeah, like, you know, that's all we need to do. That's all we can ask of ourselves, and that's all we can ask of the people around us. Just do your best. Do your best. And if you are, I'm super proud of you. You know, I'm proud of you. I, the voice you're listening to, am very proud of you. And if you're not doing your best, well, I believe in you. I believe you can. I think you have it in you to do your best. Why don't you just go for it? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Together. Let's do it together. Let's all do our best. This has become a bit of a fucking cringe fest. This became way too sentimental for my first episode. I was hoping this would be a little bit messier, but, you know, we we love this. We We love when things become accidentally meaningful. No, we don't. Because that's like, like, that's what happens when you're hooking up with someone and you fall in love with them. Like, we don't always love that, right? I don't know. Am I the only, I, I don't know. I'm weird. I have an occurrence, Venus. It's fucked up for me. Anyway, <laughs> um, I hope you like that tangent, that rant. Um, but yeah, main takeaways, do your best, bitch. Perfection is a lie. Fuck yeah. Now, we're going to take a quick break. Is there going to be an ad? Probably not, because this is episode one, and I am not famous, and I have no sponsors. Ooh, maybe, maybe I'll plug a Patreon. Bitch, what if I make a Patreon? That would be so sick. And then, you know, I'll upload the footage of, like, the one, like, the almost first episode. That would be sick. So, yeah, thanks for listening. We're going to take a quick break, and I'll see you after that. Bye. This is an ad break for, you guessed it, a Patreon. Because my dumbass, while he was sleep-deprived in recording this episode, said that there would magically be a Patreon. So future me, while editing this episode, has made a Patreon. So... If you would like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com forward slash lungol. That is patreon.com forward slash L-U-N-G-O-L. There are four membership tiers if you are interested in supporting the work I do here. Number one, become a patron for only $1 a month. That's right, folks, only $1 a month. Very low committal, just like all my relationships. It's a good time. We love it here. If you want to bump it up and double that amount like the bad bitch you are, then you become a supporter. What do supporters get? I'm so glad you asked. In addition to just being an icon in general, they get access to my Discord server. That's right. I have a Discord server. Come and join me. Witness this mess firsthand. It's a good time. Next, because they're on my Discord, you get to join in on the planning stages of upcoming podcast episodes. That's right. So good. So good. Finally, you get poems every month inspired by the current astrological season. And Happy New Year, folks. This podcast is coming out on the first day of Aries season, when the year should begin, because fucking Aries reigns supreme. So, 
Next, if you want to become even more iconic, then you become an enabler. That's right. This tier is called Enablers, and you give me $5 a month. Only $5 a month to become an enabler? Amazing. I normally usually have to feed into very expensive habits that my friends have in order to become an enabler. So this is a great deal. What do enablers get? So glad you asked once more. They get everything supporters get. In addition to having access to all of my bloopers and everything I'm too ashamed to make public. That's right. You get to see the behind the scenes of all of this mess. Additionally, if possible, you get to listen to podcasts early. That's right. Early access, baby. And finally, for the legends in the audience, $10 a month makes you a producer. That's right. You become a producer of this podcast. What happens if you're a producer? So glad you asked. You get mentioned by name as a supporting producer on every episode of the podcast. Right now, as I'm reading the credits, it's literally just my own name. It's very lonely up here. However, if you become a producer for just $10 a month, I get to say your name too. You join this party and you make me less lonely. How iconic. Well, that's it. I have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash L-U-N-G-O-L. Have a great time. Let's get back to the show. Hello. It's so good to have you back. How was the break? Did you enjoy it? So glad you did. Um, so, moving on. Um, let's talk about something a lot lighter. Something a little bit less intense. How are you doing with COVID-19? Because Jesus Christ. Oh my God. So, I am currently on day four, technically, day four of self-isolation. And honestly, bitch, I have depression. This is nothing new. Like, I do this on the regular. We're fine. I'm used to it. But, you know, it's also been raining a bunch here in Sydney, so... It's been a little depressing, and I also miss all my friends. Like, I was supposed to have class earlier today, but because I was so fucking paranoid, I didn't go in. And this class is the only time I get to see, like, one of my best friends every week, because homegirl has a, like, full-time job. But, you know, I couldn't go in. And I've noticed, like, I haven't... Like, I went to a party on Friday... But it is super chill. And I didn't touch anyone. Because I'm paranoid as fuck. And also because I have OCD. Let's be real. Like, I feel like I'm way more prepared for COVID-19 than literally everyone else. Because one, I have depression. Very severe depression. So I'm so used to isolating myself. 
Did you know that last year I barely talked to my best friend for the entire year? Yeah, bitch, I was so depressed. When we started hanging out again this year, she was like, oh my god, I missed you. And I was like, oop, my bad. So yeah, that one nailed it. Two, I have OCD, which means, bitch, I've been, like, bulk buying hand sanitizer since before all you filthy motherfuckers caught on. Bitch, I've been doing this shit for years. I have so many empty hand sanitizer bottles in my house. No, I... Like, just a quick tangent. I don't, like... Like, I don't hoard them. Like, hoarding isn't something... Like, I don't think my hoarding's that bad. I feel like it's more hereditary than pathological. Because my grandfather was like, Oh, let's hold on to this in case we use it. And, like, my mom picked up on that, and I picked up on that. So, like, it's super easy for me to throw things away. Look at my entire history of friendships. Bitch, cut cut them off. Very good at that. I just, like, throwing shit away just needs, like, an extra bit of effort for me. Like, I know people that are actual hoarders, and that shit's, like, intense. So I wouldn't call myself that. But, like, anyway, I, yeah, I don't hoard empty hand sanitizer bottles. I just hold on to them because my fucking Ikea bed, it doesn't fit in the frame I bought it with. So, like, it slips. Like, it wobbles. Like, like when I put my bed in, there's, like, a huge gap. So when I'm sleeping, because I'm tall as fuck, the bed slips forward in the frame and my phone falls behind my mattress under my bed and I have to fucking like get up and like lift the mattress up and look for my phone so because of that I push the mattress against my headboard and then I put the empty hand sanitizer bottles there so that it like sticks it in place so yeah you know, I'm not, you know, not a pathological hoarder, but I do have severe depression and pretty bad OCD. Technically, it could be called severe, but I think I'm doing great. So I'm not calling my OCD severe. Take that, all my doctors. Anyway, like I said, I'm so used to isolating myself, so used to keeping clean, so used to not touching people because, you know, one, OCD, two, you know, I'm an Aquarius Venus. I don't let anyone in. And, like, bitch, I've been ready. Like, all this is happening. This is how, okay, this is how you know I've been prepared for this. I didn't even realize I was self-isolating until last night. I was just like, oh, shit. I have not done anything. I have not left my house. And I haven't spoken to a single soul. And I haven't touched anyone in ages. So, like, bitch, I'm killing it at this corona thing. However... You know, very specific axes of privilege allow me to do this. One, I don't have a job I need to go to to make money I rely on to live. 
Yes, I'm unemployed. Yes, I've been trying so hard for months to get a job, but that's besides the point. I'm very fortunate to have parents that love me and that support me. So, because of that, I don't need to leave my house very often. Um, two, I, I'm just kind of terrified of big crowds. Like, I'm not terrified. Like, it doesn't give me anxiety. But, like, it just, like... Like, the more people there are, the more things go wrong. And I just... Like, I just like to avoid all that. You know? Like... If I have to be in a crowd, like, I'm, like, I'm fine to do it. But I just would rather avoid it. Because, like, as per this fucking corona panic, it turns out that, like, white people don't know how to clean themselves. Jesus Christ, you'd think they'd learn after the first plague. But now another one's here. And they haven't learned their lesson. Bitch, wash your legs. It's not that hard. You're soaping. Just keep going. Just keep going. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, and I, you know, because my sleep schedule's fucked up, I literally do all my shopping after 10 p.m., which is problematic because everything but Kohl's is open. I mean, yeah, everything but Kohl's is closed. After 10 p.m. So, like, you know, I, like, I had to pick up fucking wipes and food because turns out I need that. Haha, <laughs> eating disorder things. Anyway, like, so I only realized I was out of food at, like, 9 p.m. And I was like, oh, fuck, I need food. So I got onto the bus. There were three other people on the bus because it was so late. So I got onto the bus went to Coles. Coles was kind of crowded, but, you know, I'm also, like, okay, this isn't technically lucky, but I'm counting it as lucky this one time, but because I am a large black man, spoiler alert to those that are listening, because I'm a large black man, Australians just t- tend to give me a wide berth. They, they love to avoid me. And honestly, with this whole coronavirus thing happening, I'm extra grateful for that. And also because, as I mentioned before, heaps of people, specifically white people, are exposing themselves as not having very hygienic practices. I'm glad that they're avoiding me. White people, for the first time in my life, I would like to thank you. Because you're making my life easier in this one very specific, very marginal way. Um, How else am I prepared for coronavirus? Oh, yeah. I accidentally stock up on things. I feel like that's just a result of me growing up in an ethnic household, in an islander household. We just, like... Like, we're just very specific about things we need. We're just like, oh, we need rice? Sure, let's stock that up for the next month. And the thing is, because I have no portion control, I don't know how much I need to eat. So sometimes I just fucking, like, 
I buy two 5kg bags of rice. And now, a year later, I just finished the first one. So shit like that happens. I have no, like, spatial awareness or awareness of how heavy things are, which is really problematic because I'm literally studying to become a scientist. But anyway, yeah, so I, like, I literally just, like, I have so much shit. Like, I have so much shit. And, like, this whole toilet paper craze, one, is, like, ridiculous as fuck, but two, like, I buy, like, I used to buy these $10 packs of toilet paper from, like, Kohl's, I think, but it is, like, 24 rolls or something, or 34, no, 36, I believe. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. It is just a lot of fucking rolls. Heaps of toilet paper. And I literally bought, like, a $10 packet of it back in January. And now it is March. And I still have, like, three rolls left. And I'm, you know, so, like, while everyone was, like, fucking murdering each other over this toilet paper, I was chilling at home. Like, I was like, oh, I don't need toilet paper. And then when I was down to five last week, I was like, oh, shit, I need toilet paper. And laddie fucking da, there was no toilet paper. So I had to go to my local IGA, which is so expensive, by the way. So expensive. And, bitch, I bought eight rolls of toilet paper for eight dollars. What the fuck? Oh, my God. You bulk buying bitches are making me fucking pay a dollar a roll? Are you serious? Also, I have a bone to pick with those of you that are fucking bulk buying everything. Like, calm the fuck down. Literally. Like, bitch. Hello. Not everyone has the capacity to bulk buy. You know, because... You know, as is the case when you're a fucking activist hack that goes to rallies and shit. So many of my friends are working class. A lot of them, you know, literally live in poverty. And my social media is just full of people like, hey, like, I don't get, you know, I don't get paid until next week. But, like, with the small amount of money I do have, I'm not able to, like, afford stuff. Because, like, while I get the 65-cent pack, like, packets of pasta, now that's all gone. And I can only buy packets that are $3. Like, bitch. Like, what they would have spent on five packets of pasta, they need to spend on one. And it's ridiculous. And one of my friends was literally like, hey, I can't find any pasta or rice. And... I'm having a lot of difficulty sorting out payments, like, being paid right now because their income is just, like, fucking fluctuating because of, like, heaps of things beyond their control. And they were just like, oh, I need a, you know, I, like, I don't have rice or pasta and I can't afford the shit that's in 
shops when the shops do have it. So, like, I was just like, fuck, dude. I have a massive 5kg packet of rice if you want it. Because, you know, I am a fool for the marketing ploys fucking corporations play on me. Last year, there was a deal that is just like 50% off 5kg packets of rice. And I was like, what the fuck? I need that. So, I bought two packets of these 5kg bags of rice. So, I had 10kgs of rice I needed to transport home because my brain fell for the, oh, you're only paying for one, but you're actually buying two, bro. And I was just like, oh my god, what a fucking steal. And then I didn't have any way to carry it home because I only took one backpack and I all of a sudden I had to carry 10 kgs of rice. Fuck! Anyway, some people, back to my point, some people don't have access to a super hot friend who falls for corporate marketing employees that they can grab 5 kgs of rice off of. Some of them don't have that. Bitch, you don't need to be filling your trolley full of all the pasta in the five coals in your five-kilometer radius, Karen, to feed your gross husband and two-year-old kid. You don't need that. Jesus. If you're one of these people that are bulk buying like fucking crazy, stop. Literally. Dude, like, fucking capitalism already makes food and basic supplies so inaccessible the last thing the most vulnerable people in our society need, on top of a fucking outbreak, a fucking pandemic, is even less access to these things. So please, have some fucking compassion, bitch. And, I don't know, buy what you need. I literally read online that some guy went and emptied dozens of stores and suddenly has like 17 grand worth of hand sanitizer. And I was just like, oh, that makes me so upset. Why are people so fucking, oh my God. This is the bad place. I swear to God, this is the bad place. This is, I don't know, this is not good. I keep saying that this is the bad place. What if this actually is the bad place? What if, like, the top 1% were all people that were good in a past life and were all suffering? No, I don't believe that. If they were good people, then they wouldn't sit on billions of dollars and let the entire world fucking suffer. Bitch, Jeff Bezos needs to calm the fuck down. He, one person should not have access to that much money. This is why everyone needs to be fucking communist, dude. Like, I'm too dumb to indoctrinate all of you. So if any of you try to call this propaganda, I'm gonna laugh in your fucking face because I'm too stupid to, like, 
influence how anyone thinks. I don't even know how I think. I let corporations fool me into buying two fucking bags of 5kg rice. If I'm dumb enough to fall for that, then this isn't propaganda. This is just a super hot communist that wants the world to be a better place sharing his views. Damn. Oh my god, that went super dark. Did it? I don't know. The world just seems like a shit place, dude. Like we started off with fucking bushfires. And then, like, all of a sudden there was, like, flooding. And then fucking corona. Oh my god. And then people, like, want to vote for Biden? What the fuck? Dude, this is literally the bad place. I'm, oh my god. Ugh. And also fucking climate change. Oh my fucking god. Dude, I'm so glad I didn't go to the climate protests on Friday. Oh my god, I'm pretty sure everyone there got exposed to corona. I literally, like, I got an email from my uni that is just like, chances are we're all gonna get corona. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? We're, we're all, what? Oh my god, I'm so stressed out. Like, like, real talk, I was very tempted to, like, just go out and find someone with corona so I could get it, so I could get, get it over with and build up my immunity to it so I'll be fine. But then, I just realized that that's so fucking irresponsible because, like, healthcare structures are already becoming really overwhelmed by, like, people that are just being fucking ridiculous about it and being like, oh my god, I think I have corona. No, I don't have any symptoms. No, I haven't traveled anywhere. No, I am perfectly healthy, but I think I have corona. Like, bitch, leave our fucking healthcare workers alone. Let them deal with people who actually do have COVID-19. Damn. So, yeah, right now I'm self-isolating. Is it because of depression? Is it because of corona? We'll never fucking know. Fuck, I forgot to take my meds today. Oh my god, don't tell my mom. Mom, please, if you're listening... You should not be listening. I told you not to listen. But yes, I will try my best to keep taking my meds. I'm, I'm honestly doing better. I mm, fell off the wagon a little bit. But before that, my GP said she was really proud of me. Oh my god, mom. That's so great. You should be proud of me too. No, my mom's always proud of me. She's so sweet. My mom's like the sweetest lady ever. Maybe I should just do a podcast talking about like... How great my mom is. And now I miss her a lot. Cause like I'm like she like she could have come over to visit me. Because like like when I struggle a lot, you know, mental health wise, like she comes over to just like help me through it. But then actually I say that like that always happens. That literally happened once. Um but yeah, like I was like I was close to asking her to come over to stay with me for a bit. Because, you know, your boy was struggling. But then, like, with all this, like, COVID-19 shit, I was too scared to do that. And, like, the thing is, because, like, I'm an island boy. I come from two 
islands, one significantly smaller than the other. And I was just, like, just the thought of having my mom come over was just super scary because, like, I wouldn't do that because Australia is, like, basically, like, exposed to this fucking pandemic. So if my mom comes here, the chances, like, the chances of her contracting the virus are just exponentially, in, like, increased. And if she comes here to look after me, then she, like, she won't be able to go back home and, like, like her entire life's there and, like, I don't want, like, to disrupt it or anything. And also, like, thank God back home there are no cases of coronavirus at all, which is such a fucking relief and it needs to stay that way. Guys, if you're thinking of traveling, one, don't. Bitch, what the fuck? Don't travel. But number two, specifically don't travel to any of the Pacific Islands right now because holy shit, I I personally think that all the borders should close because at least like back home in PNG, so, like so many people just don't have immediate access to the healthcare they would need if they have corona. Because like... Oh my god, I'm, am I going to go into an entire rant about colonialism and Western imperialism? No, I won't. I won't do that. As you can tell, I have ADHD, and it's very hard for me to stay on topic. What was I talking about? Were we going to talk about colonialism? No, I, I stopped myself from doing that. What? Oh yeah, corona. So yeah, thank god there aren't any cases back home, because that would just be devastating. Like, oh my god. Fuck, dude. This entire thing's like, you know, pretty scary. Not gonna lie. Like, I feel like I should be more scared. Like, I feel like I should, like, I should definitely be more scared than I am. But, like, literally... Like... I feel like when you're just this, when your brain's this fucked up, like, a pandemic doesn't really, like, scare you as much as, like, your own suicidal thoughts. Oh, my God. That's, like, so sad, dude. Oh, my God. Anyway, before I get distracted, how are you doing? How, 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 how are you dealing with COVID-19? If you're being racist, fuck you. Stop it. Stop. My God. At least in fucking Asian countries, like, they have a, like, better handle of it. Like, fucking Korea, South Korea, is testing thousands of people every day. Whereas, like, what? The U.S. can only test 5,000 people a day? What the fuck? Dude, why do people need to get their shit together? Oh my god. If you haven't gotten it by now, I talk about white people a lot as if they're a problem. And that's because they are. So if you have an issue with that, like, I don't know, maybe like fuck off or something because like I don't care about your opinions. Because factually, white people do ruin a lot of things and they're responsible for so many of the bullshit we're dealing with right now. So don't come at me with, oh my god, you're being so racist. 
Because that shit's just like, oh my god. Can you tell it's 3 in the morning? Because I'm kind of exhausted. But my sleep schedule's fucked up. So like, like normally I sleep at like 7am. And then wake up at 3. Wow. I honestly love that for me. Maybe I should like try to regulate my sleep schedule with some melatonin. I ordered melatonin in the mail, bitch. I ordered sleeping pills online. Should I say that? I don't know if they're deadly. Are they deadly? I don't want to Google that because I'm scared of what I would do with that information. Anyway, um, yeah. How, back to you. How are you dealing with COVID-19? I would just like to say that for the most part, it isn't as fatal as a lot of people panicking and making it out to be. However, this is a big-ass fucking however, we still need to take it very seriously because it poses a huge risk to very vulnerable people in our community. So people that are immunocompromised, people that are elderly, people that are babies, fucking babies. Dude, they're so cute and they didn't deserve this at all. Fuck. But yeah, like, also it's so annoying how some of you are like, oh my god, finally we're getting rid of all the boomers. Ah. Like, bitch, come on. Like, you can be happy about your own boomers. Like, white boomers can be, like, super fucked up, dude. I've had really shit experience with white boomers. But, like, some of you don't realize that for a lot of us, like, boomers are, are literal history, man. Like, we've lost so much of our history and our culture because of colonialism and fucking, like, white supremacy and all that shit. And that means that a lot of our connection to our land and our history and our culture are, you know, the elders in our community. And I'm speaking specifically as, like, an indigenous person, as, like, an islander, as, like, a black person. Like, <clears throat> fuck, our elders are so important. So it's really kind of fucked up that a lot of people are like, oh, my God, yay, boomers are dying. Like, I'll only be happy if it's the racist boomers that are dying, you know? But, like, yeah. So, yeah, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Make sure you're being cognizant of everything that's going on. Like, just be, like, don't be a dick. I've seen on Twitter, like, heaps of people are, like, going out and going to bars. What the fuck? Dude, calm the fuck down. Social distancing is so important right now. <coughs> I don't know when this is coming out. Probably, like, on the 21st. I'm gonna make, you know, schedule this to come out on the 21st. But, like, fuck. Holy shit. Anyway, main takeaways. Holy shit, I get so distracted. Main takeaways. One, look after yourself. Two, don't be an asshole. Be super considerate. Because, like, COVID-19 is really rough on specific demographics in our community. And we need to be conscious of that. Three, fucking, I don't, I don't know, do some research. Don't spread fake news. Heaps of fake news is going around. Four, 
Check in with your friends. This shit is so lonely. Like, my friends are checking in on me because my friends are amazing. But, yeah. And, like, just, yeah, look after yourself. Social distancing. Fucking keep yourselves clean. Goddamn. Okay. Here's another break. I'll see you soon. Hello, hi, this isn't an ad, this is a wellness check. This is me checking in on you. Have you had something to drink today? Have you had something to eat today? Have you gotten up? Have you stretched? Have you taken your medication? Just wanted to check in. Just drink some water. Drink some water. Please, dear God, drink some water. Have I had any water to drink today? No, absolutely not. But this is about you, not about me. Anyway, back to the show. Drink water. Hello. Welcome back from the break. Um, Let's talk about what to do when in self-isolation. I think, as I mentioned before, that I am an expert at this point at self-isolation. I'm very good at this. So, let me just, like, let you know what I've been doing. And maybe give you some tips on how you can pass the time while you're self-isolating. Let me just preface this by saying that I have a lot of free time. Because currently, I am recovering from a pretty intense incident that happened in December. So, because of that, I'm only doing one course at university and nothing else, literally nothing else with my life. And the one course I'm doing is a first-year creative writing course. So I have a lot of free time on my hands. As such, mm-hmm, as such, a lot of these things may not apply to you. So here's what I have been doing in self-isolation. Number one, listen to things. Not my own thoughts. Dear God, no. That's the last thing I need to listen to. That shit is dark and that shit is scary. I try to avoid this at all costs. But what do I listen to? Podcasts. Like the one you're listening to right now. Yes, I'm going to recommend some podcasts. I recommend this one first and foremost. This is a great podcast with an extremely attractive host. So... Number one, Wakina for your thoughts, please. Such a good podcast. You made it this far in. So good, right? Oh my god, yeah, I should ask you. Subscribe, follow. I don't know what pod... Like, oh, give me a five-star review. That's what podcasters ask you to do. Anyway, podcasts, apart from my own, wink. Here are a couple that, you know, really do it for me. I listen to a lot of true crime. That shit, I just, let's just say that I I don't love being terrified. I hate it, in fact. I hate being scared. I hate fear. I have a lot of anxiety, and I hate that shit. But what I do love is being prepared. Love that shit. Love being prepared. Love knowing what's coming and having a plan for it. So because of that, true crime. Because... You know, maybe I'll get kidnapped. Who fucking knows? Is it an irrational fear? Because I am a six foot four, extremely large black man that cannot be conspicuously kidnapped in broad daylight. 
Absolutely. Is it further irrational? Is it more irrational when you think about the fact that I'm extremely loud and I have incredible lung capacity and that I can scream so that people in potentially a kilometer radius can hear me? Yes, I believe so. But am I still afraid of it anyway? Absolutely. I'm afraid that I'll get kidnapped. I'll, I'm afraid that I'll get tortured. I'm afraid that I'll be murdered after that. Yes, yes, I do want to kill myself a lot. You know, who doesn't? Am I right? <laughs> Relatable. But when I die, bitch, I want it to be on my terms. I don't want to be kidnapped by some basic-ass white dude that gets a Netflix special made after him afterwards. Bitch, no. If I die, it's on my terms. So... Because of that, I love true crime. I love being prepared. However, I hate a lot of true crime media. This is why. So many people that make true crime love to tell a story. They love, like, like suspense and plot twists. And just like a juicy, juicy, juicy story. No, stop it. That's fucking sick. Stop doing that. These are real people that lived real lives. And their deaths impacted real people around them that loved them and cared about them. And this is why I only listen to a very small subset of true crime podcasts. So many of you fucking love diving to the psychology of the killer. And you do so in such a way that you forget that the people they killed were actual people. Alright? Fuck that shit. God, true crime needs to do better. This is why I don't listen to a lot of really popular true crime podcasts. Am I going to name them? No, because I'm a baby podcast and I'm afraid those big podcasts are going to come and murder me. But before that, they're going to kill me. And before that, they're going to torture me. And before that, they're going to kidnap me from my own home. God. So anyway, here are some true crime podcasts that I do recommend. Number one. Case File. It is an Australian podcast, and it is in, it is incredible. So good. Just iconic. Just so iconic. Very well-researched. I love the fact that we don't know who the host is. I would love to be a mysterious host, but... I'm in Aries. I love the attention too much. Okay, moving on. It's so well done. Like, and they're... And, like, they do an incredible job of contextualizing all the crime. And they, like, one thing I love that they do is, unless we're talking about a serial killer, all their episodes are named after the victims, you know? So that, you know, they don't give notoriety to the fucking, you know, serial killers. They're, you know, they're like, hey, these are real people that lived real lives, and we're going to talk about their lives and their stories. And I think that's super respectful, and I think that's super dignified. Another podcast that does this is Real Crime Profile. They do the whole diving into the psychology of the killer thing, but they do it in a respectful way. And they love, and they love holding people accountable. And there's nothing that gets me more wet than holding people accountable. We love that shit. They call out when law enforcement is being awful. And we know law enforcement is always awful because ACAP, am I right? 
yes I am, I'm always right. Also, the hosts are experts, they know what they're talking about, and they profile cases that are like, like, super popular in the zeitgeist and in pop culture. I, and I, I just finished listening to the series they're doing on Bill Cosby. It's so good. It's so amazing. And they interview the woman who wrote a book called Chasing Cosby and hosts a podcast called Chasing Cosby. And yes, that is a smooth segue into the third true crime podcast called Chasing Cosby. It's such a good show. It's very well done. It's does an incredible job of centering the victims and their experience. And it's just like chef's kiss. It's so good. Next, let's, I, I tend to love limited run podcasts about one specific case because then we get to hear all the evidence and then we get a, you know, a more comprehensive look, like, look at it. So, I really like the CBC production of, I don't know what the podcast is called, but they did a season on Nexian. That shit was wild. Girl, I was just like, white people be crazy. It is like, it is like, it is like, like an exercise of curiosity. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, like, I'm sure it wasn't exclusively white people that did this, but this was such a white people thing to do. And I was just so fascinated because I would never in my entire life find myself in a situation like that. But I was just like, wow, this is how the other side lives. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. This doesn't sound like it's real, but it was real, and it was fucking intense. So, yeah. Also, I think I should recommend podcasts that aren't potentially triggering and that aren't about true crime. Um, highly recommend, highly, highly recommend The Read. Everyone recommends The Read because it's the best podcast on the planet. It's so funny. It's hosted by two black queers, and I'm in love with them both, and I would do anything they ask me to. I love them, and I follow them on everything, and they're just so iconic. And if you're not listening to the read already, then you're doing yourself a disservice. I fuck with them so hard, and they're so funny, and they're just so talented, and I love them so much. Oh, my God. Next, Just Between Us, another podcast that's comedy, but hosted by two white ladies. Sidebar, I normally hate podcasts that are hosted by exclusively white people, because, like... Their whiteness shows all the time. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? It's just really frustrating. I've started so many podcasts where I'm like, oh, this sounds super fascinating. And the host is white. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to hold this against them. But then, like, their lens is just exclusively white. And they don't have the self-awareness to step back and be like, hey... You know, there are certain axes of privilege that are contributing to the discussion we're having. Maybe we should, I don't know, consider other perspectives. A lot of them don't do that, so I lose interest. But just between us, great. Hosted by two white women, iconic. Has the most, like, hilarious podcast segment of all time, hypotheticals. So good, so good. Recommend a million times over. Next, 
I'm again hosted by two women. Yeah, as you can probably tell, the sound of men infuriates me. But, you know, doesn't, isn't that the case for all of us? Anyway, spirits, so good. I love it because it's a pun like this podcast. It's spirits because they drink when they're talking, but it's spirits because what they're talking about is the supernatural. And I fuck with it so hard. And it's so good. And they're super conscious of the fact that they're both white ladies. And they're super respectful when they talk about supernatural stories from cultures that aren't their own. I'm just like, fuck yeah. We stand self-awareness. This is so good. Moving on. Another podcast hosted by two women. Yet again. Oh my god. The Bechdel cast. Amazing. Because of the Bechdel cast, I literally watch movies that they cover so that I can understand what they're talking about. So good. And all their guests are so good. I appreciate them so much. I really enjoyed their episode on Captain Marvel because they had an expert come in. How fucking sick. And then they had two guests in when they talked about Black Panther. And we all know I fuck with Black Panther. Just kidding. You wouldn't know. You don't know who I am. I'm sorry for making that assumption, but I fuck with Black Panther, and their episode on it was Chef's Kiss. And then, you know, didn't love their episode on Moana because none of them were islanders, but I really liked it. So, you know, highly recommend. Any other podcasts I can recommend? Oh, yes, Grace Helbig. Love her to death. Been watching her since I was a teenager. I originally, like, I've been watching that podcast since day one. Like, I watch it on YouTube. It's so good. And at first, I was like, this is so cool. And then I'd only watch the episodes with the guests I knew because she used to interview a lot of YouTubers. But then she started, her podcast became really successful. And then she started interviewing, like, other people. And I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. But then, I didn't recognize a lot of them. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll give this episode a skip. But then, once... I realize that I'm saying, but then, a lot, so that, oh, it's the same thing. Anyway, once I was cleaning my apartment, and I was like, oh, I'll just chop on an episode of with someone that I don't know that well. And then I loved it. It is so good. Turns out, Grace Helbig just got better and better over the years. Now... Before I used to watch it for her guests, now I watch it because she's an incredible interviewer. She's so good. Highly recommend it. That's it for podcast recommendations, I think. Am I going to check my phone to see if there's anything else I listen to? Probably not. I'm very lazy. Next, audiobooks. Highly recommend audiobooks. Let me explain how I read audiobooks. If you don't know, I have ADHD. I don't know if I've mentioned it. So because of that, reading books is really hard for me. So I have a tier system where, you know, I try to read books. So we have high investment tier, mid investment tier, and low investment tier. I just finished Percy Jackson and The Lightning Thief. So that was my mid investment tier. I will explain these tiers to you. High investment tier means I buy the audiobook and the Kindle. This is why. When I read, sometimes, because I get distracted, I find myself reading the same three paragraphs over and over and over again until 
I get it the 18th time. That's fucked up, and I don't like doing that. So because of that, what I do is, for my high investment, you know, this makes me sound like a capitalist. Ugh. Anyway, my high investment books, I buy the audiobook, and Amazon has a whisper-sync function. We all know I hate Amazon and Jeff Bezos, but... There's literally no other way, right? It's so hard to do. Yeah, there's no other way. Anyway, huh. You hate mandatory capitalism. Anyway, high investment. What I do is, like, Audible has a whisper sync thing. So that means that as you're listening to the audiobook, it highlights the words on the Kindle version. So what I do is I have the Kindle app, and I'm reading it, but I'm listening to it being read to me at the same time. So it engages two of my senses, which means I'm able to pay attention. So this is a high investment thing. So I recent, I've only done this once, but it worked wonders and I finished the book so much quicker than usual. And I actually understood it. So I did this with shop objects. Was this a good idea? No. Let me tell you why. It was a bad idea because one... I read this the week after I got out of the emergency room after, trigger warning, a suicide attempt. Two, the main character also struggled with severe depression and self-harm in the exact same way I did. And we loved that. And, you know, there was another thing, but I can't say it because... Yeah, it is about an ex, and it is just really complicated. If you want to know, just, like, message me, and I'll tell you. But I can't make it public in case he sees this. If you're watching this, hi. You missed out, bitch. Going back to this. Um, I'm kidding. That was... That was so funny. Imagine if I was still salty about it. That would be so tragic. Can you... Like, did you know that some people say salty for? Age. Oh my god, I'm getting distracted again. Okay, so shop objects. I like, anyway, super dark, but I did that, and it is such a good way of doing it. But then, when I told my friends about it, they were just like, what the fuck? Why are you doing that? That's so bad for you. And I'm like, oh my god, is it? And they're like, yeah, that's super triggering. And also, what the fuck? Again, what is wrong with you? And I was like, oh my god, I don't know. And then, I, I do this thing where after I finish reading a book, I just like... Google it and read the entire Wikipedia page. I read all the reviews because, like, I don't want it to end. So I want to kind of live in that world a little bit longer. So I decided to read the reviews for Sharp Objects. And so many people were just like, this is not for the faint-hearted. This is a really dark book. This is really hard to read. And I was just like, oh, my God, was it? Oh, my God, really? Oh, my God. Like, I thought it was fine, but all these reviews were like, yeah, this book is fucked up. And I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, what? So it turns out, after I got out of the ER, I was in the depths of, um, let's just call it a depression-induced numbness. So I didn't really feel anything. And it was only afterwards that I was like, oh, this was a bad idea. But this is a roundabout way of telling you that I read that book so good. High investment. Mid-investment. This means that I don't do the steps of buying the book twice. One, because I don't have money, so I can't do that a lot. So I buy the audiobook, 
and I listen to it, but, like, I just, like, play games on my phone while I listen to it, so it can distract me, so that I'm still, like, so that my hands have something to do and my eyes have something to do, but all my attention is focusing on the story being told. I do this when I'm lying in bed, so I hook my phone up to my Bluetooth speakers, and I just, like, listen to this story. And this is what I did with fucking Percy Jackson. So good. I followed the entire story, finished it quickly. It is amazing. And afterwards, I watched the movie and reacted to it and filmed it. So, I don't know. Check out my YouTube channel. Who knows if I'll post it because that's two hours of footage that I don't want to edit. But I might have to anyway because I'm putting it in my podcast and I'm definitely releasing. And people might go to my YouTube channel and be disappointed when they find that my Percy Jackson reaction video isn't there. Oh my god, moving on. Ha! So, and then after, that's like mid-investment, where I'm, you know, I really want to read the book, but I don't need to, like, physically read it. I did this because I've read the books before when I was a kid, so, and also I didn't really mind if I missed, like, some small details, whereas with shop objects, like, I wanted to keep track of everything because it was a thriller and I wanted to know who the killer was. Okay, down to low investment. This shit, I just put on this audiobook while I'm cleaning or while I'm showering because, like I said, I hate to be alone with my thoughts. So, this is stuff that, like, I don't really care about, you know, following, like, fully. So, a lot of stuff I, like, this I mostly do with, like, textbooks, you know, because I'm just like, look, if I listen to a biology textbook, maybe I'll be better at biology. Has that worked? I don't know. I keep falling asleep. But that's kind of the point. Hopefully, while I'm sleeping, I learn some things about, you know, I, osmosis, information. No, it isn't osmosis. What's it called? Osmosis is water. Oh my god, I used to know this. Does it start with a P? Diffusion. D. I got it. I'm not a fucking idiot. Just kidding, I am. I am. Anyway, so yeah. Low investment. I just like play an audiobook. This is normally an audiobook I've listened to before. Because like I said, I can't afford to just buy fucking audiobooks. But then, other times, it's stuff that I'm kind of interested in, but, like, I don't really need to follow. So these are, like, textbooks or, like, nonfiction or whatever. So, yeah, audiobooks. I fuck with them. I, you know, like I said, Percy Jackson, I really enjoyed it because as I've brought up multiple times, the world is ending. The world is ending, folks. The world is ending. So... I like something that's lighthearted and not fucked up. And also something that I can listen to to feel better after I've terrified myself with three episodes of True Crime podcasts in a row in the dark while I'm lying down in my bed. Anyway, so, Percy Jackson, anything you enjoyed as a child, 100% recommend. You'll kind of think it's funny at first because it's, Written for children. And if you're like me, you're not a child anymore. Well, debatable. You're, yeah, you're not a child anymore. So it's funny. But, you know, other books, so good. So good. 
and then some of the narrators, they just sound so hot, right? And, like, you can just imagine, like, a super, super sexy person just reading you to sleep. And that is all we need in the age of corona. Just kidding. All we need is a robust healthcare system that doesn't leave people behind. Moving on, what else we can do? We can play video games. Um, I played Just Dance earlier tonight because I was just like, I'm feeling sedentary and my body's going to stop working, so I need to do some exercise. And what better way to do that than with Just Dance? Can I just say, I got superstar status on multiple songs. One of which, what was the... Oh, Fancy Footwork by Chromio. Fuck with that song. Superstar status, bitch. So good. Also, other video games. I play Fortnite, yes. I am kind of ashamed of that. But, you know, mindless, it's great. Also, for the past two years, I have made the mistake of, like I've mentioned before, falling for the trap of corporations telling me I'm saving money, but instead spending money. So, for the past three years on Black Friday, I just buy copious amounts of video games. So many video games. I have at least a dozen video games, none of which I've opened. Like, the only ones I've opened are Tekken, because nostalgia, I played that as a child. Highly recommend playing, by the way. Really great story mode. Super fun. Amazing graphics. Super hot characters. All the characters are so hot. Oh my god. Tekken, TMI, was actually my sexual awakening. Thank you. Bet my parents didn't expect that. Well, maybe don't get me video games with shirtless dudes wrestling with each other. Thank you. Next. I also opened Hidden Agenda. That shit was scary. But I don't have people to play it with, so I can't play it. Then, a whole bunch of other multiplayer games. So, I'm gonna... Maybe the next episode I'll get back to you. And let you know what I've been playing. I'm planning on doing Spider-Man because I've been doing a lot of Marvel binging. I watched Iron Man 3 last night. And then Spider-Man the night before. And then last week I watched Captain Marvel. And the week before I watched all the Avengers movies. Plus Captain America Civil War. Because that's technically Avengers 2.5. So I'm also planning... To start playing Far Cry. Because, yes. I'm also going to start playing Mortal Kombat. Because I love violence. Because I have so much rage. So much rage in me. And I just want to take it out. Graphically. On people that I can hurt without consequences. On my screen. Thank you. Thank you. So. Yeah. Podcasts, audiobooks, video games. Also, what else can we do? Oh, yeah, clean your house. My house is a mess, but, like, clean your house. Just do chores so you don't go crazy and you don't die in your own filth. I almost did that once! I shouldn't be happy to say that. But, yeah, other things you can do to keep yourself occupied. What I'm doing right now, making a podcast. Huh? Amazing. Um, 
Talk to your family. I do that because I'm worried for them. Wow, that got sad. What else can you do? Talk to your friends a lot. Just touch base with them. Social distancing is really important right now. But yeah, touch base with your friends. I believe in you. You can do it. So good. Also, um, I literally had something else you could do. Video games, podcasts, audiobooks. Yeah, I think that's it. Maybe like read if that works for you and you don't have ADHD. Like physically read books. I, I think escapism is really important right now. Maybe don't get drunk alone at home. Apparently, that's one of my bad habits, according to my best friend, Stephanie. Thanks, Steph. Love that for me. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's about it. I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of Burkina for Your Thoughts. If you made it this far, I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving me and this podcast a shot. You're a fucking legend for doing that. I appreciate you. Fuck yeah. So, things, what do you do at the end of a podcast? Oh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like and subscribe. Turn on notifications because I'm going to try and make this shit weekly. (gasps) Look at him go, bitch. And if you're listening to this on whatever podcast platform, um, if you're on Spotify, click the follow button and I'll pop up on your feed. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and I'll pop up on your feed. Um, Also, speaking of Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star review um, because, you know, you're a good person and that's what good people would do. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, I'm at Lungolwekina on all social media platforms, at L-U-N-G-O-L-W-E-K-I-N-A. You can find me there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To people that followed me here from my other Twitter account, don't snitch, please. That is my alt. I don't need the world knowing how messy and thirsty I am in my free time. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was so fun. Make sure to leave me a comment. Shoot me a message. Give me a follow. Just, this is a good time. We're having a good time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I believe in you. You're doing great. Do your best. Oh my God, yes. Do your best. I believe in you. I'm proud of you. Bye. Wakina for Your Thoughts is a podcast by Lungol Production. This episode was produced, edited, filmed, and hosted by me, Lungol Wakina, and was scored by Richard Wakina. Special thanks to Richard Wakina for our incredible theme music. This podcast was filmed, recorded, and produced on the lands of the Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. Podcast by Lungol acknowledges that Wakina for Your Thoughts was made on what always was and always will be Aboriginal land.